Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly. Welcome. Our week is quickly winding down. Three days left. Wait a minute. It's th- yes, three days left. I'll be here Saturday. <laughs> if you'd like to be part of today's program, 800-848-9222. 800-848-WABC is the number to call. Once again, 800-848-WABC. And we have a lot to discuss this afternoon, my friends. Today, if you are invested in crypto, whoa, hold on to your seat, hold on to your britches. It has been a wild ride. We are in the middle of what looks like a crypto crash. The market has gone down significantly. We will have an expert with us later on in the program to talk about what that means for you if you are invested in crypto. If you've been hearing about crypto and don't know what it is, there are two things you can do. Number one, check out our podcast on WABC podcast on any podcast platform. It's called The Future Is Now. We talk about all of this, the crypto markets, uh, all of it, the non-fungible tokens and and all of the what it is to be in this new economy, uh, but we're also going, we are going to have an expert, as I mentioned on later with us, who can give you a pretty basic understanding if you don't understand crypto. So if you've been hearing about it, you don't know what it is, you don't know quite whether to to look at it seriously or not. I urge you to stay tuned through the program because this is the best day possible that we could be talking to an expert on cryptocurrency, and on the new economy. Yesterday, we talked about the Broadway star, and I use the term in quotes, Patty Lupone, who cursed out a member of the audience for not wearing a mask. Of course, on The View, ABC's The View, that group of women uh, agreed with her. And they just, you know, continued to support the idea one of the co-hosts there said it was a matter of basic respect, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Sonny Hostin, who makes some incredibly, uh, how shall I put it, questionable remarks. Uh, also, it's called it a lack of civility that people wouldn't ma- wear masks, a lack of kindness. What idiocy. Um, and I don't, I'm, I'm not calling her an idiot. I said what idiocy meaning I think that what she said lacks sense. 
Uh, and then, of course, Alyssa Farah, the actress, the 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 right wing left left wing left wing extremist, actually went historical. Our grandparents stormed the beaches of Normandy. You can put a little cloth over your face. And Broadway suffered so much under COVID. Finally, to be able to have it back, we need it. I think everyone needs a theater. It's what our country needs right now. And it says, when you go and put your mask on, says Whoopi Goldberg. People walk up and down with these little signs saying, put your mask on. Well, you know what, ladies? I started to say something that wasn't nice. I will just say this. If we need Broadway so much, then maybe the Broadway actors and actors who themselves are not wearing masks while they perform shouldn't be cursing out the people that are actually paying with seats. I would never, never visit a Broadway show where one of these ingrate actors is going to sit down and curse the people in the audience for exercising their freedom. And that's what this is all about, their freedom. None of these little women on the, on the view are scientists. They don't know the science behind this. They can't tell you with any degree of certainty that wearing a mask helps anything. The only thing they want to do is virtue signal that, oh, they're on the right side of an issue that they don't even have the intellect to understand, apparently. If you'd like to weigh in on that, by all means. We have another story. You know, yesterday uh, I did a story and I said that this should be the number one story in the country. And it was not. It was from the Daily Mail yesterday. And I still believe it because it could be a game changer, the biggest game changer that this country and the world could have. And that scientists made a breakthrough on dementia using mice. And what they did was use a brain fluid that is found in young mice and transplanted it into older mice, and it helped restore their memories. That is tremendous. The implications for that are just amazing and profound. But today there's another story completely different that is also not going to get the splash headlines as the top story of the day. And in my view, it could be a profound top story of the day The story comes to us today from BizPack Review. Appeals court allows Texas law prohibiting social media companies from banning users over political views. This is huge. It looks like a Texas law preventing the big tech social media corporations from banning users over their political views and opinions is receiving a stay of execution. The Fifth Circuit, the Fifth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals has issued a ruling that allows the Republican-backed Texas law to go back into effect while the case winds its way through the lower district courts. And that process can be of an indefinite length. The Federal Appeals Court ruling grants the state's request for a stay of an earlier order issued in December that blocked the Texas law. So now that Texas law can go back into effect, meaning social media companies, the big ones, the Googles, the Twit Twits, the Facebooks, all of them, if they block you for your political views, there is a legal remedy, at least in the state of Texas. 
The ruling must be considered a win for Texas Republicans and, the, and free speech advocates around the country. Conservatives have long argued, with good reason, that the major legacy social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, have engaged in blatant discriminatory practices against anyone whose political views lean right of center. And that is certainly the case. I would hope that there are a challenge to these tech companies almost immediately. In Virginia and Maryland, two Republican, well, one and a half Republican governors, the other's a rhino. But Doug Youngkin, who's the Republican, and Governor Hogan from Maryland, who's the rhino, have sent a letter to Anthony Ge- Attorney General Merrick Garland asking him to finally enforce the federal law that forbids demonstrations that are intended to sway judges on pending cases. In both Maryland and Virginia, you have these left-wing radical protesters going to the homes of justices on the Supreme Court to try to intimidate them into changing their mind on their position on the Roe versus Wade case. And some of the protesters don't like the fact that they're being challenged. There's no changing their minds. We're expressing our fury and our rage, said Donna Domenico, a 70-year-old grandmother who protested out of Burt Kavanaugh's Uh, Brent Kavanaugh's Montgomery County home last week. We're impotent, and this is really all we've got other than praying that people will vote in November. Why don't you pray for the lives of people whose lives are taken? There is a law that prohibits what is happening, and this is like the left. They don't care about the law, especially when it comes to their mob, to their mob of protesters whether it's Portland, where Democrats will stand aside and let these Antifa types burn the city and burn businesses and chase businesses out of the city and attack federal office buildings. Same thing in Seattle. Same thing happened in Washington, D.C. when Donald Trump was inaugurated. These Antifa types showed up, committed all kinds of mayhem. None of them got punished. Democrats don't believe in punishing their mob because their mob is doing their dirty work. And so now you have two governors, Governor Youngkin, great governor, Larry Hogan, the rhino, asking the Justice Department to do their jobs and stop this nonsense. Speaking of big tech, which we talked about earlier with that Texas ruling, uh, the editorial board of the old gray lady, the New York Times, has uh, issued a uh, statement, well, a column today, that Elon Musk would let Trump back on Twitter, he should explain more. They're calling on Elon Musk to really, really explain why in the world he would dare say that Donald Trump should be let back on the social media platform. And for the New York Times to actually put this in their editorial page shows how out of touch these people are. If there should be any defender of First Amendment rights, it should be the New York Times or any of the other legacy media. But instead, you know, Rush used to say this all the time, liberals are liberals first. It doesn't matter whatever else they are second. 
they might be uh, a, a First Amendment, very passionate about that. But before that, they'll be a liberal. They'll take a liberal position first. Liberals put liberalism ahead of everything else, including their religious beliefs, including if they have any, including anything and everything else. They are liberals first. And we see that we see this in real life on a daily basis. There should be no bigger in this country advocate of the First Amendment than major publishers. And yet, here's the New York Times with their with their undies in a wad because Elon Musk dare says Donald Trump should be back on the social media platform. Twitter, by the way, is firing people. The head of consumer product was fired. He was on paternity leave when he got his notice, don't come back. And several of the other big executives over at Twitter are leaving. If you've seen the pictures, you should be distressed, even though it is in California, Kate. There are houses that are going up in flames in Laguna Nagal. It is vicious. 200 acres destroying all in this path. We talked yesterday, we talked earlier in the week, actually, with Mark Stein about the fact that California hasn't put any dams in place since the 60s, 70s. And they are facing a major hassle with water restrictions. The, the Southern California is drying out, and they don't have sufficient water for their incredibly growing population. And one of the dangers I asked him about, well, what happens when fire season comes? We're seeing what happens when fire season comes. It's brutal. It's ugly. This is James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdy. We are coming back. We've got so much more to do, including your calls at 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Don't go away. We're coming right back. Rush. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Bo Snurdly. On 77 WABC. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush, Rush. And now, Bo Snurdly's Rush Hour presents Rush, Rush. Jacqueline's Got News. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, WABC's ace reporter. <laughs> well, well, well. Well, well, <laughs> You like that? What can I say? Yeah, Jacqueline Carl is with us. You know, ladies and gentlemen, Jacqueline curates news stories that she knows you're interested in every day. And so uh, we're glad to have her with us. So what is in the news? What kind of news have you got for us today, Jacqueline? Well, I know everybody wants to know about COVID, right? Because it affects us all. So new CDC data finds three out of four COVID-19 cases in New York State are now the fifth COVID-19 subvariant. And it's called, are you ready? BA-2-12-1. Health officials say BA-2-12-1. Wait a minute. Wait, whoa, whoa. BA-2-12-1. <laughs> It's Wait like a minute, so now you're going to go around saying, I have, I, I have BA-2-12-1. Yes. BA-2-12-1. BA-2-12-1. Okay, I got Apparently it. Apparently that's what. Yep, you got it. You've got it. So they say that this new variant is 25% more contagious than BA-2. So New York City Health Commissioner Ashwan Fasan, I know, he said on GMA back in March, 
The BA2 subvariant of Omicron is here. It's making up the majority of cases, and we can see it travels faster than previous variants, previous, the, the original Omicron variant. They always get a little faster, don't they? Yeah, so we had, the, we had Omicron, yeah. and then we had Delta, and then we had BA2, and now we have BA2.12.1. Yes, and this latest variant is expected to be dominant in the U.S. by the end of this month. The CDC says there's no evidence that the new variant is causing more severe illness than previous strains, just that it's more contagious. So, okay. yeah, I know. I know. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know what to say about it. I, I think they need to come up with better names. That's, you know, because when you're <laughs> that, that sick, you can't, you, can't, you can't say I have BA2.12.1. You need to say one thing. You know, <laughs> I have like COVID. Yeah. I have COVID. That's that's what we'll do. But this is the fifth okay. fifth COVID nineteen subvariant. Yeah, fifth COVID. Okay. All right. I have COVID five. There COVID you go. Fi- COVID five. You are Bo E. Coyote super genius. Okay. <laughs> What else do we have, Jacqueline? All right. The January 6th committee issued subpoenas today. Oh, those people. Mm -hmm. Wait, I'm sorry to interrupt. Those people are in the news again. They are. Yeah. Those people. (laughs) Are we ever going to hear the end of this January 6th thing ever? Yes. Ever? Yes. Because the investigation is winding down. This summer. Thankfully. Yeah. I'm going to get to that. Um, So here's the who's got the subpoenas. Kevin McCarthy. Uh, He's a House Republican leader, four other GOP lawmakers. And this is all part of the probe into the January 6th Capitol riot. All right, calm down. The other subpoenaed are Republican reps Jim Jordan of Ohio, Scott Perry of Pennsylvania, Andy Briggs of Arizona, and Mo Brooks of Alabama. The investigation is winding down. The committee's preparing for a series of public hearings this summer. Oh, great. Yeah. We're going to have public hearings on this now. Yes. Eventually, (sighs) it has to end. I wonder if Jim Jordan is going to show up, or I, I would love to see these guys. I know you can't comment on this. This is just me. I would love to see all of them show up and do what Democrats typically do, which is, um, I don't recall. You want me to get my um, people to the on best it? Of, yeah, yes, please. All right, to then. The best of my, to the best of my recollection, um, I don't remember saying that. <laughs> oh, that came too easily to you. <laughs> okay. I've been watching these people almost all my life. I know. And that's you, you watch these hearings. If you're expecting big fireworks from this, it's not going to happen. They never, it never happens unless it's, you know, some Republican gets stuck in the mud. Anyway. <laughs> all right. You want to talk about the baby we food shortage? anything else? Yeah, the baby oh, food shortage. Oh, that, uh, Jacqueline, this is serious. Business. I know. I know, but help could be on the way. The White House saying President Biden will speak with retailers and infant formula manufacturers today. That's what he's doing. And this is to get a handle on what efforts are being made to get the infant formula into the hands of the American families. In the meantime, parents are left to swap, sell and donate supplies to each other. And the gap is caused by supply chain disruptions, a safety recall, and that's from that major plant in Michigan. But doctors are urging parents not to water down baby food or make it themselves. Now, sometime today, the White House is going to announce new actions that the administration is taking to address the issue. Um, You can get more on this at WABCradio.com, but we are waiting to hear from the White House what came of all these talks today with the, the retailers and manufacturers, because they really are... They know how serious it is. Everyone knows how serious it is. And we're trying to get this baby food 
to the babies. Mm -hmm. Well, there are two stories I'd like to bring up in connection with this baby food thing. One was on Fox News today. Okay. I don't have the story in front of me, but we are trying to get the congresswoman. She is from Florida. A Florida congresswoman went into one of the placement centers for illegal immigrants. And you know what she found? What? She found the shelves there all stocked up with baby formula. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I heard about this. And she went into the stores where, you know, law-abiding Americans are trying to buy baby food. You know what she found? Not Empty shelves. So she is appalled. Why is it that this government can provide baby food, baby formula, for people entering to the country illegally and American families are doing what they can to find food and they are not finding it on American store shelves. It is outrageous. Also, uh, Republicans, let us see, Republicans are now demanding that Biden immediately address the baby food shortage. Some of them are saying this is not a third world country and this seems like the stuff that happens in third world countries. Well, I have news for them. This is becoming a third world country very quickly. Look what happens. I'm not, I'm just going to say one word, elections. And I'm going to say another word, food shortages. We used to see this stuff in the old USSR. And then Pravda would come on the state-sponsored media and say everything's fine. Much like our mainstream media is trying to paint the picture that with 40% inflation or i'm sorry with inflation running at a 40-year high that things are actually getting better and they're not i hope that this now you you said something in your report jacqueline i don't understand the reason for it um you said that that government officials are saying that people should not try to make their own baby food well you know I know that people once did, and there are some people who are really good at it that have been doing it all along, but most parents may, it could be dangerous for them with, with regard to- What did to, we do before there was formula, though? What, exactly. And, and I'm not trying to put I know. you no, on no, the corner. No, 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 no. I got it. I, I know what, that people used to make it. There was a time when there wasn't Infamil and all the other right. things, and parents fed their, the parents that weren't breastfeeding fed their children. It's they true. had to get something to feed their children. Yes, but we're so far removed from that. That'd be like telling me to go out and hunt for my own food, you know, in the forest. It's it's not not really. I got a form. The reason <laughs> I'm saying that is a friend of mine sent me um, the recipe for baby formula last night that her grandparents used to use. See, but it not was passed everybody down has through that. the family, and not it's a, not hard. It isn't. Well, I, I will tell you what the primary ingredient is, I'm, and this is. Please don't try this at home because I'm only mentioning the primary ingredient. Okay. The primary ingredient was evaporated milk. Okay. And then they put in a few other things. And boom, they had the baby had, you know, formula to eat. So, I mean, think about this, though. This was what kind of bugs me. Through the time of antiquity until now, if you go back through B.C. and B.B.B.C., back to the cavemen, we've been having babies. And when they weren't aborted by Planned Parenthood and the babies managed to get out of the womb, they had to be fed something. And so people were feeding the babies. And now all of a sudden, here we are in supposedly the most advanced time in human history. 
we have a baby food shortage and people are being told it's too hard to make baby food yourself. Well, they're, the doctors want them to talk to their pediatricians and, and find okay. out that way. You know, like, just don't, just don't come up with it on your own. Really, you have to do your research. Don't go on the Internet right. and settle on the first formula that you find for baby food. Exactly. Go talk to a pediatrician. Yes. Find out what your baby needs nutritionally. Yes. And if you can't get the baby food, and I'm surprised that we don't see more of those stories, what to do if you can't find baby food. Well, that's what they're afraid of, that people will start posting things. And there are babies with special dietary needs, you know, so that, and, you know, they're the ones that are really like jammed up here because they have special formulas for those babies. So there's a lot. And it, the best way is through your pediatrician to find out what to do and where you may get it. Sound advice. The curated news. Jacqueline's <laughs> got news with us here on Boston Early's Rush Hour. Jacqueline, Carl, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. WABC Talk Radio 77. It is Bo Snurley's Rush Hour. Coming back, we've got more news. We've got your calls coming up. And, yes, even more news after that. So don't go away. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurley Rush on Rush. 77 WABC. The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. Rush, Rush. Now, here's Bo Snurdly. WABC Talk Radio 77 in New York. Ah, uh, you know this. Dion. The one and only. Oh, those were good days, my friends. Bert Bacharach, Al David, and of course, the amazing vocalist. Before there was Whitney, before there was even Reed, the Queen of Soul. Before there was any of the amazing vocalists that we loved from that era, there was Dionne Warwick. Say a little prayer for you. I just love that, don't you? See, those are the kind of wonderful thoughts that you used to get. And you contrast that to the music that you hear now. Well, the alleged music. The alleged music you hear now, it's not that I say a little prayer for you. It's that I call you a B-I-O-C-H or I call you some horrible name. Or else I stab or shoot you or do something untoward towards you or ask, what can you do for me? Back in those days, the good days of music, it was wholesome. You could smile. Men loved women. Women loved men. And that's not to be exclusionary because other people loved other people. And we all, people loved each other. And it was okay to put that in a song. Oh, 
Let's head to the telephones on WABC. Let's start in uh, Central Jersey with Pamela. Pamela, thank you for holding me. Thank you for waiting. What's on your mind this afternoon? Oh, yeah, I um, <laughs> waited for you specifically since uh, you know, you know you're know, uh, adamant about the rhinos. Well, they voted again yesterday for all that money going out, and we don't have baby food, and it's sitting on the border. And um, Staten Island voted for it, and I wonder how they're doing with that last infrastructure bill with uh, cell phones filling the potholes, although the cell phones are just going to the people who own $200 sneakers. So I wonder how they're doing with that. That And the reasoning this time is if we stop Putin, it'll solve all our problems. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. If we stop, yes, you, you, my, that is some of the, I love that pronunciation that you get from some New Yorkers, Putin. It was like Clinton. If you get Putin or Clinton. Yeah. Anyway, um, I'll tell you how we're doing with the infrastructure bill. We just found out that this week that some of the infrastructure money that everybody thought like this rhino over in Staten Island who voted to help save Joe's presidency with this infrastructure bill. We found out that the money's going to go to help pay people's uh, cable bills. We found out that they're going to spend money with the big telecoms as if the big telecoms aren't wealthy enough already. They're going to subsidize Internet bills for 48 million American households out of infrastructure money. So that's the money that's supposed to be used to clean up the roads, the streets. That's the money that these rhinos told us that they were voting for because it was going to help New York. And what is, what is it going to do? It's going to help Democrats buy votes from people who say, ooh, isn't this lovely? The Democrats are giving us another present that we didn't ask for. They're helping to pay our Internet bill. That's where this money is going. Pamela, you know how to push a button. That is incredible. And then they vote again. And uh, Nicole Maliotakis has this long dissertation on about why she did it, because she knows. She knows she shouldn't have done it. She definitely knows she she shouldn't have done it. I would love to have her on the show one day if she dare shows up. I mean, look, don't get me wrong. She has come after after her vote on that infrastructure bill, some of her other votes, and some of the statements that she has, has, has made have been dead on, right on target, straight down the line, common sense conservatism. So I think she's trying to redeem herself from that vote. And you have to give credit as doing people do the right thing. On several other issues, she has done the right thing. But on the key issue of this infrastructure vote, she failed. And she needs to apologize to her constituents for being duped if that's what she was or for ignoring him if that's what she was so pamela thank you so much for bringing that up um it is a hot button issue with me it's a hot button issue that is just simply not going to go away let's go to new york and ronnie ronnie thank you for waiting you're on with james golden aka bo snurley and this bo snurley's rush hour what's on your mind uh, i'm going to talk with you about the uh... The people who protested in front of the justice. Yeah. And, and it is really amazing me that people who've been elected, like Schumer and everybody running and trying to intimidate judges, who being elected to follow the law, not 
the opinion of people. And they think if they will go in front of their house and try to intimidate them, they are going to change their mind because me or anybody else tell them to, to do so. They have an obligation to the public. They have an obligation to themselves. They have an obligation to everybody to follow the law. And if they're not going to follow the law, they should not be sitting in the Supreme Court. Well, here's the problem. Democrats don't respect the law. And there is a law already prohibiting these kind of protests where you're trying to intimidate Supreme Court justices or justices of any kind who are working on a case. There's a law against that. This is out and out. They're trying to intimidate members of the court to get the kind of uh, ruling that they want. Not supposed to happen. Okay, but I think the Democrats are going to pay a price for this. And there are some interesting things happening. Uh, Governor Newsom, here's a story out of the L.A. Times today. Newsom is smart to attack his fellow Democrats. Presidential run or not, it's good politics. Now, what is, what's that about? Well, Governor Newsom is just dumping all over Democrats for not defending Roe versus Wade as hard as they could. And also in California, you had protesters, liberal protesters, showing up at Nancy Pelosi's house to basically try to kick the tires on her and tell her you should have been doing more all of these years. Some of them realize, I believe Newsom realized, that this is about over. Newsom held a news conference last week. He said, where the hell's my party on culture wars? And he says, why aren't we standing up more firmly? Republicans always do these culture wars. Where's the counteroffensive in the Democrat Party? Why aren't we waking up to that? Now, this is a lot of BS. And speaking of BS, by the way, I have the daily BS. It's a two times a day news blast that we send out with some of the best news stories of the day. You can go to jamesgolden.com or bosnerly.com to get that. Sign up for that. Again, it's the daily BS. But this is BS. There are stories today, and we're not going to be able to get to them because of time constraints. So I have, I'm going to hold these stories until the weekend because some of these stories are lengthy, and I don't want to just skim over them. I want to dive, to dive deep into these stories. One of them is from the Daily Wire. They are actively grooming children. Parents confront school board over drag show as more staffers are placed on leave. Well, this happened out at a high school, I believe, in um, Pennsylvania. Hempville School District, Landisville, Pennsylvania. There was an after-school event. Teachers didn't know. The French teacher, Kelly Tyson, sponsored of the school's Gay Sexuality Alliance. They held... They held a show with drag queens. And afterwards, they had the nerve to, uh, to ask for money to tip the drag queens. Parents didn't know this. They're outraged at what happened there. We're going to cover this story on Saturday. We're going to cover a few more stories like that. There's a story today from the Daily Mail UK. Teachers reveal how they ignore parents' requests to use children's given names and pronouns. Now, this is happening in elementary school, and you have teachers, and we'll have some of the audio for you, 
basically saying that they're going to ignore the parents and the kids want to be called by certain pronouns. And by the way, where does that come from? Most kids in America couldn't tell you what a pronoun is before the fifth or sixth grade. And yet you have these kids who barely have gotten over potty training demanding to be called pronouns, this pronoun. No, somebody's putting these ideas in their head. Okay, and these teachers are saying, screw the parents. We don't care. They're not your children when they're in school. We're responsible for them. We're going to create a safe environment for them, and we're going to call them what they want to be called. This is indoctrination. And parents are, again, outraged by all of it. There's a third story about this, about how Democrats have jumped back on the Men can't get pregnant, can get pregnant routine. Men can get pregnant. And this is what they're, they're pitching out. So, Colorado. This is from, again, the Daily Mail UK. A Colorado mom says her daughter was invited to a high school art club, but it wasn't an art club. It was a transgender group. And she was trying to be indoctrinated into it. And you should, when we get into this story... I think even those of you who are not shocked by some of this stuff anymore might be shocked. It's incredible what's happening here. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley, we're coming back. We're going to talk a little bit of Bitcoin and some of the other things that are happening in this new economy when we come back. Remember, Cats at Night comes up after this show. And also remember to get that WABC app. You can keep it with you all day, all night long. The best radio programming in America right here on WABC Radio. Get the WABC app. Remember, Cats at Night comes up after this show. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about crypto and some of the new economies. So don't go away. This is Bo Snurley's Rush Hour, and we are coming right back. Rush. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snurley. Bo Snurley. On 77 WABC. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. Rush, Rush. Now, here's Bo Snurdly. WABC Talk Radio 77. You know, today is a day unlike most if you are invested in cryptocurrency. At an earlier point in the day, over $200 billion had been wiped off the cryptocurrency market. 
and that's just today. The second largest cryptocurrency, Ethereum, plummeted in value by over 20%. That's just in the last 24 hours. So what a day to have Navel Devecha with us. He is, according to the bio that I was provided, an amazing background in IT, infrastructure and service. He's worked for some of the biggest Fortune 500 companies. You know the names like IBM, DHL. He codes. He's well-versed in multiple computing languages. He started in crypto back in 2013, understands and has been a proponent of blockchain technology. Now, again, on our our um, podcast, Back the Future is Now, we talk about these things, but a lot of people have questions on them. And so what a day to have you with us, Neville. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Okay. Are you panicked today? The cryptocurrency markets are plunging. Does this panic you? You've been in this since 2013. Well, honestly, like I think it's important to take a step back and look at the macro level of things you know around us. Uh, we continue to have instability in parts of the world. You know, inflation at one of the highest levels in years. Stock market volatility. Treasuries across the world continue to print money at an unprecedented rate. Uh, these are all factors that have an impact on the global economy. Uh, myself, I'm kind of like a half glass, a glass half full kind of guy. Uh, I have this opportunity, uh, you know, for those that can see through the noise. Uh, it's no hidden secret, you know, that there's a huge mind blocking element to investing and doing so successfully. Uh, when things are in the green, uh, you know, I can recall countless conversations with my buddies, uh, stating how, oh, we should have purchased more of X, Y, and Z at an earlier stage. Well, you know, one way to look at it is, you know, here's your opportunity. You know, there are ebbs and flows in everything, patterns to all financial cycles. Uh, my take on it is that, you know, blockchain technology is here to stay and aspects of decentralization are here to stay. Now, good. I'm glad you said that because it gives us a chance to ask you. Now, folks, if you don't know what blockchain technology is, these are terms that you are going to be hearing. And one day in the, in the future, it will be just as common as saying, what's your browser? There was a time when if you said someone what's your browser, they had no idea what you were talking about. Today, everybody knows what a browser is, almost, okay? The same thing with blockchain technology. You hear these terms. Can you explain to us what blockchain technology is? Because that is the basis of cryptocurrency. For sure. So blockchain technology, uh, you know, there's a bunch of fundamentals that go with it. Um, essentially, a blockchain is is the ledger that uh, processes all the smart tra- smart contract, you know, functions and features. Uh, but just to you know bring it down to uh, you know a level, it, there's three fundamentals in my mind. There's a trust aspect, uh, which is the enablement of trust uh, in the blockchains. Uh, one of the most cited benefits. Uh, think of it as providing uh, a trusted mechanism to facilitate transactions among entities that didn't, you know, have relationships yet still had to share data or payments. Uh, then there's a security aspect. Uh, so blockchain technology allows for an unalterable record of transactions with end-to-end encryption, uh, which shuts out fraud and unauthorized activity. Um, you know, additionally, on the blockchain is stored across a network of computers, making it nearly impossible to hack or act with malicious intent. Uh, that one is kind of a gray area with what's been happening in the market, but it's still one of the three fundamentals. And the last one is decentralization. Uh, trust in institutions is near historic lows. Uh, it's not a surprise that you know consumers, including millennials, Gen Z, 
uh, are uncomfortable putting sensitive data, money, and personal property under the control of you know, centralized authority. Decentralization solves this by empowering multiple participants to manage a network. Users don't have to trust one specific authority, and the protocol is designed to prevent malicious activity. So <clears throat> let me try to refine that definition. I understood it, finally. It took me a while to get this. Folks, there are hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of computers around the world that are now linked in what is called a peer-to-peer way. They're, they're linked. And so your transaction appears, or your assets, if they're cryptocurrency, there's a ledger, one ledger that's across all of these multiple thousands and thousands of computers. You can't go in and hack them all. This is the making life safe. It's a currency that is designed on trust, but that trust comes from having the information of your particular currency, if you will, spread across all of these computers. But it's more than than cryptocurrency. There are so many aspects to to this new blockchain technology. It would take hours to go through them. Did I get that sort of right? Absolutely right. And, you know, there's other aspects like visibility, traceability, cost efficiency, speed, right? There's so many different benefits to blockchain technology. And, you know, we can go on all day about it, but uh, we definitely don't have the time for that. Okay. So now let's talk about cryptocurrency. I'm a beginner. I'm a novice. I don't know what this stuff is. I keep, people keep telling me about this Bitcoin, this Ethereum, and, and then they mention these Dodge coins. And what is this crap? That's what people want to know. What is it? What is crypto? What is a Bitcoin? What's all that stuff? Wow, that's a big throwback. So Bitcoin, you know, let's just uh, pick that one out of the bunch. You know, that's a throwback to 2019, uh, sorry, 2009. Uh, so Bitcoin is a digital currency. It operates, you know, free of any central control. Uh, there's no oversight of any banks or governments. Uh, it relies on peer-to-peer software and cryptograph- uh, cryptography. Uh, it's built off a of public ledger uh, and, and records all Bitcoin transactions and copies are held on servers uh, on, around the world. Uh, Bitcoin is open source, just like every other cryptocurrency. Uh, its design is it's public. Uh, nobody owns Bitcoin and nobody controls Bitcoin, but everyone can take part. Right, which makes it safe because in a way, now we do, we, and we have heard about some of the frauds that have taken place in crypto, the early frauds, and those, they require an explanation that we don't have time to do today. But I would just say this, and you correct me if I'm wrong here. Many of the companies in the banking industry that were poo-pooing this whole idea of cryptocurrency are now full force getting in it. They see that this is the future. Would that be a correct assessment? For sure, right? And and those same those same people, you know, that's just called banking system. You know, the banking system they approve transactions versus in the crypto ecosphere, you know, the system confirms transactions. So there's no approval uh, element involved in it. It's all decentralized. Uh, there's no risk factor involved. Okay, we're gonna have to have you back. But today, on this day when everything seems to be the sky is falling, the sky is falling. You said you're a, you're you're a glass half empty guy. If you see opportunity, today could be your day to take advantage of opportunity, correct? Absolutely, Bo. Glass half full, not empty, buddy. Thank you so much. We're going to have you back again. And, folks, this is – thank you so much. And we will have you back again. We – folks, this is so important. The world as you know it is changing rapidly. It is changing beneath us just like – 
when the internet came in, pre-internet, after internet, except this has the potential to be much bigger because it affects the entire economies of the world and your personal economy. This thing that you're hearing about crypto, all this stuff about these other currencies, this is not going away. This is real and it's real to stay. So we're going to have, we're going to be talking about this in the days to come. I want to squeeze one or two more calls in. We have a lot of people that want to talk about the WHO vote today. Uh, let's go to Susan in Brooklyn. That's on your mind. Su- we're running out of time. Susan, want to grab you quick. And if we have time for Asa, we'll do that as well. Susan, what's on your mind? Yes, it's, this is times of the essence, people. Um, you, the, the website is um, interestforjustice.org. We'll explain everything about the vote that's taking place May 22nd to 28th, an amendment that would, um, if we don't block it, uh, could get chaos that we would become um, uh, under the World Health Organization, and they could, uh, we any kind of a health emergency, they would be able to um, inflict on us, not even a pandemic. They don't contact us. This amendment, you can read about it on that website, and public comments are only till tomorrow at 8 a.m. This has been sprung Susan. on us. It's very dangerous. Okay, Susan, thank you. We have a lot of people that are calling about this today. And time, let's see whether we have time for one more. Asa Queens, New York, how are you? I hope I pronounced your name right. Hi, James. Um, it's the same topic the, the nice lady uh, explained before. It's very important. Okay, you've got we... 30 seconds. I'm, I don't mean to be rude, but time is so running out. you got to get to your point really quickly. I want to know how we can object on this, if you, know, if okay. you have any idea. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, that's the WHO vote, folks. You can research it yourself on the overnight. This is James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Shirley. It's been a rush hour, and boy, have we rushed through the news here. Catch at night coming up next on WABC. God bless and protect each and every one of you and your families. We are back tomorrow, 4 o'clock, and we are back Saturday.